From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Anti-Semitic hate crimes. Like a two-piece blue suit, they never really go out of style. But in 2018, hating on Jews in New York is not only classic, it's downright trendy. Anti-Semitic crimes are the rage. 159 reported the first 10 months of 2018, up 29 from 130 in 2017, a 22% increase that puts Jews solidly at the top of the list of the most hated people in New York. How must that feel? I will be talking to Matt Nagan about that. He is a Semitic individual, and we'll discuss the story of James Polite, who, for some reason, and not fitting the profile of what we uh, expect to see from an anti-Semitic hate criminal at all, well, he is, does, did, or at least is so accused. And later in the show, I'll be talking to another guest, my friend Brown Chad, who, yes, that's what he's called as Brown Chad, I'm sorry, but... Brown chat it is, and, and we'll discuss uh, the story of Corner Store Caroline. Called the police on a nine-year-old boy when she thought that he groped her. And speaking of gropings, more of that kind of thing. We have a very depressed teacher who decided to offer uh, to have sex uh, with a student in exchange for some good grades. It's just unbelievable that this kind of thing could happen. But then again, it's amazing it doesn't happen constantly. Plus a flutesy moment. Oh, squirting's definitely real. Yeah. <laughs> Like, in case all of you men out there were questioning. Squirtsy. Squirtsy. No, no, no. Squirtsy. Nah, nah. Anti-Semitic attacks are on the rise, even while other crimes declined. It's supposed to be some kind of golden era of crime fighting and low crime rates and low index crimes. And yet, the anti-Semitic attacks are increasing. Uh, like, like in New York City, uh, uh, it, it's, it's quite a... Uh, it's quite an anti-Semitism. You know, they, I saw, it said, you know, despite the Jewish, uh, the strong Jewish community in New York City, there's still a lot of anti-Semitic hate crime. Well, that's probably a contributing factor. Uh, you know, more Jews, more hate crimes. That makes sense. There's Jews. Uh, the increased reports of swastikas absolutely concern us, uh, said the NYPD commissioner, James O'Neill. And none of it will ever be tolerated in New York City. Well, of course not. It's not tolerated anywhere, as far as I know. And now everybody's freaking out. Over the weekend, a group of teens threw a pipe through a synagogue window and tore off a Hasidic boy's traditional hat. Hat theft tore it off. That's a strong verb. See, a 45-minute string of incidents that police are investigating as hate crimes. And uh, the week before that, of course, multiple reports of swastika graffiti sent shudders through the Jewish community. Well... Uh, it all sounds pretty real. Look at some other facts momentarily. Joining me now, Matt Nagan. Hey, Matt. Hey, Pat. How's it going? I'm good. Wow. So is that is that actually what happened, that a pipe bomb went through the window and knocked off his hat? Oh, is you that what it, is that? I don't know. That's what I heard. Because that is, that is a bizarre hate crime. That is almost yeah. if like only, a Marx Brothers kind of... Uh, <laughs> I think it was a separate thing because it was okay. a 45-minute string of crimes. Uh, I, I must be reading a lot less clearly than I think I am. You know, sometimes I just... Uh, got, like That was the notable thing. Like, this bomb got thrown in the window? Tore off a kid's hat. <laughs> yeah. Terrorizing hats all over the Jewish community. So, so, yeah, we will blow off a yarmulke. Well, it was more than those other pipe bombs caused. They were just sent through the mail. But yeah, that would be, that would be bizarre. All those things that got sent in the mail, those were just like uh, contraptions. The, and, and, you know, there was a lot of unanswered questions about that. Didn't you think they didn't have, it wasn't postmarked. Right. It, it, it was, it was kind of odd, the whole thing. And then he was a DJ in a strip club where Stormy Daniels worked. So that was even, there was, there's all these weird insular 
yeah. connections going on. Strange thing, and it, right? it sets conspiracy theorists off on their own tangents, and you know. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, like, let's think about it, though. I mean, like, what is for me? It's not so much a stray fact. Like, you know, she worked in a lot of strip clubs, so okay, whatever, you know. Uh, and he's uh, he he had all those things on his uh, van and shit like that. That with the sun didn't fade them and all that. Okay, that's. He parked in the shade, whatever. You know, I mean, there can be explanations, but you wonder about things like the post, the postage, and how did one guy send all these packages? One guy who didn't really have his shit together either. You know, like how did he manage to get these things to arrive all on the same day uh, in all these locations and all these like, uh, you know, I mean, like high profile people. You know, I mean, like where you would think that there might be a certain process, but they were all discovered on the same day within minutes of each other. Some of them, you know. It seemed how, did to me, he, how did he get all the addresses? That's what I, I know. That sounds simple, but it seems some of these people would be unlisted. You'd have to have some real net. I don't. I don't. Yeah, know well, sounds, yeah, yeah, yeah. To get some of the, I would think. I it seems know. like he would run out. Like a guy like that would run out of steam. He'd just be like, ah, fuck <laughs> it. You know, like he didn't seem like he would commit to something like that. I mean, he's barely a guy who can even. Yeah, he's not functioning at a high level here. You know what I mean? So how does he get that far? Or getting whatever he needs to. Make fake bombs, it even. It is bizarre. Yeah. And now the guy, not that I feel bad for the guy, but let's assume he did do this. Yeah. You know, he's obviously some kind of criminal. But if he sent out all these bombs, and now he's going to go to 40 years in prison, and they were totally unoperational, you know, that, that's kind of weird, too. Because just, to, just to make a big splash it, on a news. It's bizarre. He has to feel bad of himself about it as a terrorist. He, he's getting like an F if it was, you know. It, it just, it, there was no, you know. <laughs> yeah. Even, it, there was no. Not one bomb was somewhat even operational. No so payoff. No possibility of payoff. It's it, it's sad, kind of. I've kind of think of this guy's life. His life. I, is, I, I don't know if he was on their radar, and if he was, why? And he has committed some. He has. He's on. He's on the FBI list. He's had some crimes. Okay. Some kind, so so they knew about him. So they, they so so then you wonder like if they're keeping an eye on him, how did he manage to do this? Because what if all these bombs were real? You know, I mean, like that's pretty. Uh, Dangerous shit, you know. And but I, who am I? I I'll, but what I was gonna say is what what sets people off on a on on the conspiracy theory is is like shit that's not answerable. You know what I mean? Shit, where you go, oh, this is what they're not reporting, and this is what like none of them. I don't think were postmarked. Did he hire a bunch of like uh, a couriers? A or? courier. I think I'm experiencing premature dementia. By the way, yeah, well. It's, you know, a few more years, it won't be premature anymore. At least there's that, you know. Well, you got something to look forward to. I got Alzheimer's in my family, so I'm with you on that. So. Do you really? Yes. Uh, some people die of it? Well, so my far. grandmother, she bit off her fingers, her thumbs. So, oh. not to get dark here. No, well, <laughs> believe me, it's quite all right. <laughs> uh, bit off her thumbs? She she got so bad, she stopped talking, and then she when she entered the late stages, she she didn't realize, I guess, that, even she it was, was her own thumb. She was out out of, that out of it that she, she was out of fingernail. She's chewing her actual thumb off. She actually bit both off, so to the half of her thumb. So they put her hands in gloves. So for about a year, she her hands were in gloves, encased, and so that she didn't bite any other fingers off. Yeah, yes. like they'll do with like babies. They'll have like mittens and shit, so they can't use their fingernails to scratch themselves up yeah. and stuff because they will. My mom died of Alzheimer's, and it was uh, it's you, you think it's gonna oh yeah that would that's if I'm gonna die sure you know might as well have Alzheimer's. Uh, but man, it sucks. It's like not as fun as you would think at all. <laughs> Co- comedy at an Alzheimer's home is, is excellent because you can repeat your jokes. I'll tell you what's not fun doing doing it on a cancer ward. I did that. Oh, one time. I did that once too. I did Sloan Kettering. I don't know if it's this thing. It's probably the same, same one. Yeah, it must be the same one. And and, and uh, did you do well? No, me neither. I bombed. I, I, I it was a real. I laid a real egg. <laughs> 
I mean, they, I had I got walkouts. I mean, really? these people were like barely. I, I mean, seriously, walkouts. people I actually had some lady go, you know, leave the room while I'm doing comedy. I would rather be. I have nothing better to do than to be in my room dying alone, and I'm going to do that instead of. Watch this person's comedy. And some of them they have to carry the the chemo bag with them, or they can't even walk. So they, it's, it's, yeah, she had a fucking thing. It was hard to walk out. It wasn't easy. It took her a long time, and she had to walk past the stage area. You know, which isn't a stage; it's just an area. Dude, I hated it. I uh, I really um, felt that I did not bring any uh, cheer to the uh, cancer ward, but everybody else did great. Oh, everybody else got laughs. That was, that was the other part of it is that like, <laughs> I want to be like, man, why, uh, why me? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I had a girlfriend once that she did comedy and she did that show. She did show at the, uh, on the cancer ward and it wasn't the, sh- it was, yeah, it was the same one. And she goes, uh, she started complaining as part of a joke. She started complaining about her sinuses. Oh, my allergies, my sinuses are killing me or something like that. <laughs> to these cancer people who were well, highly sympathetic to that. Yeah, of course, they're like, oh my God, <laughs> you poor thing. How, yeah, how do you a, endure that, that oh, suffering? Boy. Okay, so here's a couple of things to mitigate the, uh, the, the hate crimes, you know. And, and mm-hmm. look, look uh, don't, don't make anything out of this that it's not, but about three quarters of the anti-Semitic hate crimes reported in New York so far in 2018 uh, Involves swastikas. It's vandalism involving swastikas. And uh, if you've seen some of these reports, you know, these are the very poorly drawn swastikas, usually, you know. And, and I'm sympathetic towards any community experiencing hate crimes. Make no mistake. On the other hand, man, it's a lot of backward swastikas. There can't be that many dyslexic Nazis. I mean, it's, so I guess we're just trying to say, you see what I mean. It's not, this is not the kind of hate crime where you go, Oh wow, the, the the Nazis are really gathering here to you know uh, start the the next Holocaust or some shit. You know well, what I mean? You're not fearing their their intelligence and their organizational skills. <laughs> I'm not even fearing that they're Nazis. I think it's like 13 year olds oh, or right. something. Maybe there's. Are you Jewish by any chance? I am Jewish. But do you know if there's a Jewish prohibition against drawing a swastika? Is it is that oh. something that the Jewish people? I, I know there's there certain things they can't. Maybe they can't draw oh, one on the Sabbath. I, I I don't I don't think that's in the Bible or something like that. But I would think that the you mean would the be, Torah the Torah, but it would be discouraged. I, I would. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think that Even many Jews were, are going out and you know drawing swastikas, wearing armbands, and you know saluting the rabbi. But well, yeah. no. <laughs> well, I, yeah, of course. Sing I, hell, but not, no, you'd be saluting the Fuhrer, you'd right, be, you know, right. but not, not the rabbi. But a lot of these people that they've caught too. This is another part of this. They have been. Uh, young black men and i don't think that new york city is the new home of the black nazi you know <laughs> i don't think that these are nazis well you, you see you what do, i mean you do have those black israelites which i always found bizarre all oh, right no so, that's not them though that's not these yeah. I, they, they're they're terrible people I like God, to, they're terrible people. I would like to see a gang war between black Nazis and black Israelites. That would be actually very interesting just to <laughs> there see. There aren't any black Nazis. But yeah. <laughs> but if there was, if they were just in Times Square going at it, that would be that would be kind of hilarious. It sounds to me like what you want to see is a lot of dead blacks. <laughs> 
Oh, let's not make it into a racial thing. Uh, just because yeah. just everyone happens to be black. It's just, that would be entertaining. I just, right. you know, it, 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 it's interesting. It's like how sometimes you have the white version of something and the black version of something yeah. white and the, and the white version of something black. It's, it's equality. Identity politics, okay? Every race should have their own Nazis and their own And their own Hebrews. Holocaust. And yes, yeah. yes. Their, yeah, their own <laughs> Nazis and their own Jews. Yes. You can be a Jewish black person. That is true. The one, the one that's surprising is Whoopi Goldberg. She's not Jewish, but she changed her last name to Goldberg. I, you I, know, I don't. I don't think that Goldberg, the wrestler, is Jewish either. It's weird. It's weird. I thought maybe she wanted to end with the, you know, every other everyone else in the entertainment industry yeah. changed their name back then to not be Jewish, right? Like Mel Brooks and Woody Allen, but she changed it to more Jewish. So, so that's it, right. So that's it. But she's so. What good's it going to do her? You know what I mean? Like it's a, <laughs> so the Jewish thing is secondary at that point. You know, I mean, so. it could only help. You know, uh, Mitch Hedberg also not Jewish. Oh really? I yeah, Edberg is. I've is never. That, yeah, he's the only one I've ever heard with that name. Is, is that a stage name? I, I never knew. If Mitch Edberg. It might actually be his name, but I don't know if he changed it to that. I'll have to look that up someday if I ever care. <laughs> uh, now, the New York City synagogue vandalism suspect. Now, uh, the the guy they caught. Now, this guy vandalized a number of um, what do you call it? Uh, synagogues, churches. Do you go to a temple? I do not very often. If there's a bar mitzvah or something else, or I, I got to go. Soon, because my bro- uh, I'm an uncle now. Last week, my brother just uh, brother's wife just had a baby, so I'll have to go to a, a bris, which is a torturous for the. Uh, there's no reason to have make that a holiday when they circumcise yeah. the baby, but yeah. Oh my goodness! Good. Now there's a, a, a Jewish uh, of like among like I think it's mostly or very Orthodox Hasidic Jews, but they have mazetzapah. Uh, you know what that is where they uh, you're looking at me with a confused. I'm surprised. Face. I, I'm the Jew is not knowing the own. That shows you how little religious I'm. I'm I don't know that particular. Uh, it's it's a rite. Uh, yeah, and it's what happens is the uh, the moil uh, will uh, take the uh, you know he does the thing and then there's blood of course right. and so uh, the 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 ritual is he sucks the oh, blood, the blood right. off the tip of the dick. Gotcha. I've Which, heard about that, but I just didn't know the the Hebrew term. Is it about? So, okay. like, why would they be, uh, and, and so, I mean, we've discussed this whole concept of sucking baby dicks, uh, <laughs> ad nauseum, you know, already, of course, dicks. you know, but some of them get herpes and then they get it in their brain and these sometimes babies die. Oh, the yeah, babies but, get it or the, or the moil get it. The, yeah. The moil catches it off the baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Baby's baby has herpes. been a very bad boy. <laughs> They start them young. No. You know, you got to be careful in these Orthodox communities. You don't know what these babies are up to. Absol- I tell you. Absolutely, uh-huh. you don't know. Yeah, the, no, the baby gets it. It, it is just it has to be like genital herpes, but it's like mouth herpes, you I know. See. Like and and like and Can the baby has sw- no resistance. He's such a he's oh. being a baby about it. Like a little baby, you know, and uh, gets like uh, dies of of herpes. It's ha- it happens once a year or so. I don't know if it's happened yet this year. I, I didn't know you could die from herpes, but another, I would surprise that other things aren't transferred, like AIDS or other. I guess just other. from the mouth. Well, AIDS, not a lot of rabbis with AIDS, probably. Probably full not. blown AIDS. You're not gonna. <laughs> that's not the moil you're gonna hire. <laughs> <laughs> he's got AIDS, but he's cheap. He's good. I don't know, man. There's a, there's a lot of those you know Orthodox Jews that. I'm I'm told that that frequent you know hookers and things like that you know you'd be surprised. That- oh you know no not at all I, yeah but I've heard that yeah that they and uh, but still still even at that if it's not gay butt sex right. supposedly it's kind of tough to get uh, HIV I like don't quote me on that you might get it from your dentist now or something you know but like uh, it, it, anyway the baby dick the baby dies of herpes because it's it's, it's just so young you know when they when they do these things. Uh, so do you think that your, uh, nephew will be 
getting the Mazetta Zepech. Well, I'm going to have to, uh, I, I'm not sure about that, but I'm going to have to, if I tell my brother's wife, she'll freak out because I had mono about six months ago and she wanted me to stay so far away because, you know, the baby and it can affect the baby and oh, all this right. stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. mono, you have to kiss someone or you have to share a drink. So it was a little over the top, but. You don't even have to suck its dick. Yeah, they can suck dick. the blood off its dick. <laughs> I mean, so, it's as open as an open sore can get. Wow. You know, you can see how you could do, get it. I, I, I think mean, that's like, only Orthodox community where they actually suck the baby dick. But, oh, I think that's super Hasidic, like yeah. even beyond Orthodox usually. But but the, the, that's what you know. That's what you get when you go full blown religiosity. Exactly. You, In any direction, you're going to get to the weird stuff. The more hardcore you go, you know, like. Uh, Sharia law, you know. I mean, like I know tons of Muslims, cool people, bartenders and whatnot. They work around there. You know, uh, I say I know tons as if I'm like, oh man, the Muslim community and me, just like that. But I mean, like I do. I I mean, obviously, if you're in New York City, you know some Muslims, and they're uh, they're fine people. But they, I don't see them going home and uh, being like, uh, you're watching what on TV, beating their wife or something, you know, in order to. keep the peace, you know, whatever it is or they do. I mean, mutilate the genitals in order to maintain order in the home. Yeah. What the heck? It's weird. They don't want the wife to feel pleasure from the sex. And like, really in my case, I don't even have to cut her clit off to do that. <laughs> She's getting very little out of sex with me. I promise you that. You should be an honorary Muslim, and if you, uh, you know, they, they should give you like a pass or something. Really? I don't know, but you said she, you've already cut off the pleasure principle, so, you, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, just being a bad lay, I don't think, uh, qualifies you to be a Muslim. I think, uh, they, um, at any rate, uh, these, uh, this, this guy they caught um, for some of these synagogue uh, vandalism situations, his name's Matthew, uh, no, excuse me, it's not Matthew, it's James Polite. Wow. James Polite. That sounds like a fictional character when it's, I, the author's trying too hard to. If you were an editor, you'd put a red pen right through that, wouldn't you? <laughs> the suspect was a Democratic activist. He worked on anti hate crime issues. He's, he was a, what do you call it? Like, uh, not an orphan because he, but he went through like 13 foster homes and shit. And um, it's a very interesting thing. Like, the things that he wrote were pretty fucking bad. Uh, he's also uh, uh, calls himself. Queer, that's how he identifies as queer. That's in quotes. I'm not calling him a queer. I'm saying he identifies as queer. And uh, see, uh, the political event had to be canceled. There was a political event there. It was a comedy thing or something. They had a com- a comedian coming, Alana uh, something, Schlesinger or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah. Uh, bizarre. Bizarre with the identifying thing. Because I, I just saw an article about a guy who, ident- he's 69, he wants to identify as 49, and he's suing the, the Dutch government. Because he's saying that he should be able to identify. What, I don't know what you think about that whole thing. Oh, uh, by age? Yeah, so he's doing an age thing, you know, like 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 transgender or whatever, or race, and, you know. Yeah. And now it's going to age, too. Wow. And and soon enough, it won't even be human. <laughs> I identify as a horse. I don't have to pay taxes. <laughs> I feel like a horse. He was. This guy actually was adopted by a Jewish couple uh, informally. You keep looking over it. You're not going to be able to read it. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm surprised by this. It's a bizarre, bizarre story. It's a bizarre isn't story it? that it almost like, I'm like, what paper is this in? Because it almost defies logic. No, you're right. Uh, I'll tell you the source on this. It was, uh, I believe this source is the Daily Mail, but this is all over okay. the papers. This is in uh, New York Times. It's in the Post. It's in the Daily News. It's everywhere. <laughs> uh, he is a, he's a real, 
well, he's a bipolar, uh, and I believe he has some uh, substance abuse issues in, in terms of marijuana, but usually that's not something that you even consider anymore as far as being drugs, you know I mean? I don't think that weed is one of those drugs that, like, gets you all, like, uh, suicidal normally or, like, all, like, fucking, like, oh, man, I'm going to go out right. and commit hate crimes. And commit some hate crimes. Yeah, definitely not. He, he, he wrote in here, uh, in, in the graffiti, died you rats. He wrote the word Hitler. And uh, he also wrote uh, Jew. <laughs> he did a pun. Uh, if I could only f- find it, it was something like Jew better get ready. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That that one, that one is his most creative. The other two are pretty, pretty weak on the um, anti-Semitic scale. They just, I, I always think that they should come up with something better. Like they should be better more creative anti-Semites out there. You think they, they could do better for themselves. That's all. They're, they're not representing. If they're the superior race, this is, they're not really proving it to me, but I, I suppose, uh, died you rats and, Oh, um, well, what the hell is this? Okay. Here's something on his Facebook profile. It was reviewed by the DCNF. Let's see a day before the suicide vandalism or the, or, excuse me, the synagogue vandalism. Uh, that was November 1st, he posted a dream with eyes wide open. Civil war is here. Nobody got to die. Mexico, Latin America, Caribbean versus Jew nigger pigs. <laughs> One person touched me. This whole shit, a smoking. That's what he said. Almost a haiku. <laughs> it really... Well, it's got all the whole it's got fucking... A feel uh, of... It's exactly as entertaining as a haiku. As any haiku that I've ever seen. Right. Haiku, they're so easy to write. You know what I mean? Like, everything sure. sounds like you've come up with something. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> five, seven, five, the easiest formula ever. Uh, it doesn't even force you into making any decisions, you know? Like, right. like if you, there's a limited number of words that rhyme, you know? True. I mean, like, whoever wrote There Once Was a Man from Nantucket is a fucking genius, you know? Right. Because he, he got suck it and fuck it in there, right? Obviously. <laughs> and those are the ones. But uh, to, to find the, the place that rhymes with that and the right meter to the line and everything, and it's, uh, it's off-quoted just as a first line, that's how you know it's good. You don't, well, you don't have to say the whole poem. Right, right, right. Well, I guess it, and it has, it has a, a memorable... Uh, it leaves an indelible impression on the hippocampus. Yeah. As uh, <laughs> Blase <laughs> Ford said, oh. <laughs> embedded in the hippocampus. Is, yeah, <laughs> sure. Whatever you say, Ms. Ford. I think that uh, whoever wrote There Once Was a Man from Nantucket is probably a guy in Nantucket with a moderate to small size penis. <laughs> that would be my guess. Uh, in, uh, let's see, okay, and that was uh, posted at uh, 340, see, posted at 346 uh, on November 1st uh, a.m. So, so he's one of these early morning posters. Uh, and, uh, yeah, sometimes things take a little heat to grow, he did, and it, that was the caption for an American flag burning. He voted for Obama in 2008. So he got pretty revolutionary. I think he was off his meds. This guy got all kinds of attention for this. Christine C. Quinn. Okay, so she's the former city council speaker, Christine C. Quinn, and she had taken to Mr. Polite. She took him under her wing in 2008, uh, getting him into an internship in the council. He worked uh, on efforts, like I said, to combat hate crime, among other issues. Uh, he, He applied to college. They paid for his college. She worked with this guy for over a decade, and all the whole city council befriended him and shit. I mean, they really, like, uh, 
uh, you know, tried to take care of this guy because what he was was a fucking, you know, like all these foster homes and stuff. And she saw him on the city hall steps at like a gay pride day rally or something. Wow. And, this is, uh, this backs, this is, this would make a great uh, lifetime movie or something, you know, <laughs> they all would. Speaking of, I got to tell you, my wife downloaded an app or a, a fucking network or something on, I guess it's an app on, on, you know, whatever TV shit. What, I don't know what the big thing's called. It's got Netflix and Hulu and, all that stuff, but like I don't know, you have like a home Roku, screen Roku that's a, or, uh, all the Apple things TV. that you can yes, watch, yes, you know, yes. and and uh, it's like a home screen, I guess, and like uh, whatever. I'm dumb and old, but they have Lifetime movies all on one thing. It's free for a week, so we've got our free one week trial. So far, we've watched something about teenage hookers. It's called Life on the Streets, but it's in the halls. It's like crossed out streets and halls. It's like these uh, high school girls who are hookers. And uh, nice. one, the one girl who, who gets like caught up in the hooker thing. And then there's party mom and uh, something about two mommies and stuff like that. Oh, like, it's, oh, it's just yeah. a ton of shitload of lifetime movies. That's that. Well, that, How can that, you that's, not get that's, addicted? that's, that's very addictive. Yeah. That, that I think I would stay home all day, you know, just eating bonbons and discussing <laughs> getting your periods getting and scratching your labia. It's awesome. It's all I could do to drag myself out. I'm telling you. That's what they, they should give. That's like the methadone. If people are, are hooked on porn, they just give them lifetime movies and slow them down. You know, it's like heroin methadone lifetime movies to get up the uh, lifetime movie clinic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oof. You don't want to open one of those in New York city. Like they're going to do that. They're talking, we already got methadone clinics, of course. Now they want to have like free heroin giveaway shoot up centers or something like that. Oh, yeah. Or like that, that's, that's a good use of our tax dollars. Bound to bring about more crime. Yeah. They're proven to do so. So, like, oh, no, but it'll work here because, you know, but really, once you sort of like resolve yourself and accept the notion that half of the population wants to ruin it, uh, they want to uh, just, you know, make everything terrible. They hate America, <laughs> and they hate society, and they want to ruin that, it. That it, it's it's a sad state of affairs. But uh, you got to just hunker down in your little bunker and and just wait for the shit to to come down and wait for the you know the incoming fire. I do almost nothing but hunker in my bunker, <laughs> waiting for the shit to come down. Uh, it was Alana Glazier, by the way. She oh. was planning to host that event. I so I know that I'm telling this all out of order and everything, but like, uh, there, there's a lot going on in it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, maybe we'll discuss this more at another time. I, I, I bore myself talking about this guy because he just is a... I mean, if, uh, his Facebook page is still open. If you want to go to James Polite's Facebook page, I'll tell you what, I'll link you to it. CrimeReport.nyc. And you should check it out. There's some photos, man, that are pretty surprising. You know, uh, pretty, I mean, like you're looking at, you know, somebody who's kind of crazy. So crimereport.nyc and you can check out his Facebook page. He also set some fires, by the way, you know, the way they caught him was surveillance video. They have him uh, setting a fire. He set fires at a few of these things. And I do want to touch on this because of the coverage of the coverage is sometimes what we're doing here. You know, Mm -hmm. um, New York city crime report. We're not just talking about the crimes, but also talking about the way that they're discussed. And on the New York times, Man, are they see they had run a profile on this guy, and I'll link you to that too on crimereport.nyc. They are very kind to this guy. I mean, they are very kind. This is a guy who, you know, the city paid for everything for this guy. They they, you know, a Jewish couple even, and 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 it just seems now I know that he's supposedly he's like uh, you know, mental, you know, and, and he's got issues with bipolar and stuff. I don't think every bipolar person becomes like an anti 
Semitic, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, hate criminal. Um, you know, yeah, I don't know if that's in the DSM five, the uh, psychiatric manual. Right, right. this is one of the, the symptoms: random anti-Semitic uh, drawing of backward uh, swastikas. I think, yeah, that's probably like a separate disease, <laughs> right? Anti anti-Semititis. Uh, but uh, it's. Uh, in, in other Facebook posts, he railed against Israel uh, He put, and posted about Palestinian causes. And he posted uh, that he said, I apologize for everything hurtful I posted that offended my friends. There is a way to reject Zionism without being anti-Semitic. <laughs> okay, if you say so. But, uh, yeah, they, uh, they say, here's, you know, the, their headline was, Man's struggles with mental illness and addiction preceded hate crimes, friends say. Uh, after James Polite graduated from, uh, I guess it's Brandeis University in May, his supporters thought his life might turn a corner. He had spent much of his childhood in foster care, living in as many as 13 homes. We, he struggled with mental illness and drug addiction as he tried to finish college. The former city council speaker, Christine Quinn, had taken to Mr. Polite, uh, shook him under her wing in 2008, getting him an internship at the council. He worked on efforts to take care et cetera, et cetera. This is a young man I've worked with. Uh, you know, and, and, and so now we're getting down into the sixth paragraph before they mention what he did. Uh, do you think that's the way it would go for like, you know, your average dude, the average asshole, uh, myself, you, uh, anybody like that? Do you think that they would get that much leak? I think there was a, they, would, they would condemn your crimes probably in the first paragraph. Yeah, that is, I guess, cause he, he, he's, he's somewhat connected. It sounds like because that's just my guess. Because they did a they did a profile on him, and it's a little embarrassed. They're like, "Look what I, this guy has really worked hard. Here's a great example of a guy who has overcome his shit, and uh, he's going, you know, he's he's gotten help. But look at, goddamn it, this is why we do it, you know." And then he goes and does this, uh, like within a year, like less than a year later. Like I said, it it would be I mean, a lifetime movie. It could actually be a, I could see it being one of those. Interesting movie, actually Ben Ben Affleck movie, like a regular movie, yeah, like a regular movie. <laughs> it's upgraded to regular movie now because <laughs> they put all that effort into him and well, they sort of guided him, and then he still went off the ranch. So yeah, to speak. exactly, wandered off the reservation. Not only did he get all these, you know, all this help and everything, and uh, like they looked into it, it was um, he got into something called uh, Children's Aid, and that's one of the charities. Uh, they host an event at its headquarters every year, which clients who have graduated from college return to serve as credible messengers for children still in the system and facing struggles. So, struggled with drug addiction, <laughs> bipolar. They go, oh, this is the guy we want talking to kids, right? Bring him into the schools. I guess he's the, the he's going to be talking to the alt-right kids, I guess. I don't know. Just mm. the, uh, <laughs> inspirational messages for kids. Uh, you can do it. <laughs> Joining me now, Brown Chad. It doesn't feel right to say Brown Chad, but Chad. a lot of times these stories that, that have groping and butt grab and stuff in the title, they they end up being, uh, you know, we, we're supposed to care now. Butt grab, hard to take that too seriously. But this woman took it very seriously, and she follows along with this new, well, it's a it's a way of naming white ladies, you know, where they give them a... Uh, oh, yeah, she, the alliteration. Yeah, she's Corner Store Caroline. Saturday, the Brooklyn DA, we're talking about in violent Brooklyn, said his office was looking into the circumstances behind the viral video of a white woman calling the cops on a nine-year-old black boy who she falsely claimed touched her buttocks. Now, 
it was it false mm-hmm. Yeah, I okay. Mean, I touched him with his backpack. It's, uh, he, had, he, had, he had the camera footage, so it all checks out. <laughs> and really, you know, he was just a kid, but the mom went super bitch on him, on this woman. On the woman she yeah. mentioned it. Right. Like, your son, I think, grabbed my ass, and the woman, <laughs> understandably, was upset. But I think that uh, there was just like, uh, you know, when old bitches don't get their needs met, <laughs> they really start to become a menace to society. So do you think she was like um, trying to meet too with a nine-year-old kid? Is that what was going on? Is that what? Uh... I think what it was, was uh, <laughs> she bumped into this person after with just something incidental. And then she goes, like, like there was some exchange of words between her and the lady. And she like, by the way, your son grabbed my ass, you know? <laughs> and I think that she you know, probably didn't actually think that the kid, that the backpack was a hand, but apparently the backpack brushed her ass. She was bending over trying to look, look at the uh, display, probably trying to pick out a jewel. She's 53 years old. Her name is uh, Caroline Klein. She'd be seen in the video clip standing outside the Sahara Deli in Flatbush. You know that deli in Flatbush. On Wednesday, you know Wednesday telling a 911 operator that she had been sexually assaulted by the child. I've been sexually assaulted by the child. I want the cops here right now. Can you imagine? I would love to get sexually assaulted by a child. That would be so complicated. That'd be such a complex web of legality. No, I'm going to, I want to push this. I woke up, this nine-year-old girl was sucking my dick. I want her behind bars. <laughs> I mean, what if that happened? That would be such a fucking weird situation. I wouldn't want it for the sex part. I would. I think I'd really just rather read about it. Now I'm thinking about it. Uh, surveillance footage from the bodega shows that only the boy's backpack brushed against Klein as he walked by. People need to learn when to take their backpacks off, though. You ever get in the train and people don't have their backpacks off? Like, you get you that need to take it bag. down, yeah. Put it on the ground. Yeah. Stop being a dick. Right. You're put, taking up space. Put it between the legs. And yeah, just... just Ride like a normal human being. Ride like a fucking brown boy. Proud <laughs> of you. On Friday, a client apologized to the boy, but refused to say sorry to his mother. See, that's what it's all about. I think she's getting a need met that I'm not. She has a child. I don't have any children. I would like to apologize to her daughter and her son, but not to her. She could have walked away, but she didn't. I'm also a Buddhist, but I let my temper show. <laughs> Okay. Damn Buddhists. But I tell you what, these Buddhists, man, sometimes they just have a fucking short fuse. Look at her. She looks like Jim Morrison on the cover of... Uh, right on. Yeah. One of those uh, greatest hits albums, you know. Come on, come on, touch me, babe. <laughs> <laughs> you see that I will call the cops? Actually, if you look at it another way, she kind of looks like uh, old Clint Danzig a little bit as well. Like yeah. From here, I don't know. Mother, <laughs> tell your son not to grab my ass. <laughs> On Friday, Brooklyn Borough President. You, when you get the Borough Presidents involved, holy shit. That's a thing. These assholes. Eric Adams requested the probe, calling the incident a... Are you ready for this? You mm-hmm. ready for some for some bullshit? From the Borough President. Eric Adams. He says... He's requesting a probe, you see. And he <laughs> says that, uh, that the reason why... He's calling the incident a, quote, modern-day Emmett Till moment. Well. Rochester. It's certainly not as bad as Emmett Till. That's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. And the vice president of Brown Boys is gay, by the way. A much bigger homo than Corey Johnson. He sucked way more dick, I'm sure. Milo. More Emmett Till dick. If you know what I mean. 
had an African-American. He was only 14. He was beaten and murdered in Mississippi in 1950. Beaten and murdered. The people kind of rallied around this Flatbush kid, though, oddly. It, it didn't really go in, a, in, a, in an Emmett Till direction, Eric Adams. If anything, the, other way. the woman's being pilloried here. Right. And maybe rightfully so. Probably. It's like if this was an Emmett Till moment and everybody went, what the fuck? No. <laughs> we don't believe women yet. That's 2018 shit, bitch. <laughs> We're supposed to believe women, right? But this shows they're wrong sometimes. Even when they're not lying, they're sometimes wrong. After a white woman accused him of whistling, just whistling. And that kid was not even checking her out. Like, any, like come on. Like, you'd sexually assault this fucking crazy old Jew lady. <laughs> Seriously. Now, this guy, a, a, a C-U-N-Y. Now, what does that stand for? The City University of New, New York, York, right? Yeah, professor. A prof. Mm-hmm. Offered intercourse credit. Ooh, that offered. sounds... Yes, he offered intercourse credit, which sounds... And then it says, said he'd upgrade for sex. Upgrade for sex. Undergrad. That's who said that. I mean, it's in the marketplace of uh, ideas, thoughts, and creeds. For uh, extra credit, uh, <laughs> you will have an opportunity. <laughs> I just see me after class. Like we can talk delineate about. any sort of a misunderstanding. Uh, it says, uh, yeah, SUNY. Cooney or SUNY? Cooney, right? Cooney just can't keep, uh, they can't keep, seem to keep the pervy profs off the payroll, according to the Post. Paper of record. In a shocking Brooklyn federal court lawsuit, a female under... You know, have you ever noticed that when somebody's reporting some kind of a sexual misdeed, nine times out of ten, it's a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they seem to be sort of targeted for those things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just don't know. A female undergraduate claims her human anatomy uh, professor, which at least he's qualified, <laughs> claims her human anatomy uh, professor at LaGuardia Community College, Hanny Pham, Offered her good grades in exchange for sex. Hanny Fam. Haney Fam offered me good grades in exchange for sex. That is the best of both worlds. You don't even have to work. Get your good grades, put out to Hanny Fam. What did he want? Like hand jobs or something? Hanny Fam, there's no telling. I mean, you know, probably the more the more you give, the better your grade. Wait, so did she uh, complain before, after? I mean, was this oh, an aborted point, right? Yeah. Was this like a sting? Was there? A... Yeah, why? So when did this become a problem? <laughs> the minute he said it, but you, probably, you never say these things explicitly, but maybe he did. The case comes on the heels of bombshell allegations. The professors at Cooney's John Jay College of Criminal Justice raped and tried to pimp out students and used and sold drugs on campus. Well, that's really using and selling drugs on campus. That's right. You know. I want to keep it away from schools. But <laughs> <laughs> them lose their souls. Hanny Pham is not one of those, as far as I know. He just wanted to exchange a little, you know, something. Some, some lawsuit, 40-something student. She's 40-something in a human anatomy class in Cooney. This is like continuing education here? What are we doing here? <sighs> this is some lady like, dreaming of making something of her life, and she's like, oh, lawsuit. That's what I'll do. That's the ticket. What if mm, Hanny Pham doesn't understand America's ways? Going by the pseudonym Jane Doe, who clever, I wonder if she enrolled under that name, claims that she asked Pham for a meeting in October 2017 to discuss grades. This is very much like, uh, what do you call that, uh, that movie with, uh, 
Uh, in the lawsuit, as I said, this cunt. Now, look, I'm sure. Look, if he just offered, I don't see why it's a problem. He's not forcing you, right? He's putting it out there, and you can say no. Just say no if you feel that way. It's like if the you thing, think it's so shameful. It's like the thing with Weinstein and all that. It's just like, how many, how many, how many of those actresses like took him up on his deals and stuff? And, you know what I mean? Hundreds. Probably. Thousands of bitches. You know? And then you Out have, there going, I just sucked the dick, and now I didn't get no money, and I ain't in the movies. <laughs> that fucking sucks. <laughs> I guess that's how, uh, what's her name talks. Well, they come in off the farm. They come from the Midwest to get... Paltrow. Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Paltrow talks. And she just goes by Paltrow now, too. Just ain't Paltrow. that a bitch? Paltrow out. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, his case, uh, actually, since you bring it up, is falling apart. Is is the case against Harvey Weinstein? He he. The other day, there was a sound he did not recognize. It was good news. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he. The case is reeling, and I'll tell you what it is: the sex assault case against Harvey Weinstein. This is just a little. We're going to take this as a little. What do you call uh, a tangent? A tangent, yes. Because it's very important. Harvey Weinstein is, is in worse shape than the Manhattan District Attorney's Office has let on because the cop accused of covering up evidence damaging to the prosecution claims he actually told the lead prosecutor about the problem the Post has learned. See, the issue had been that this, uh, that this investigator, his name is Detective Nicholas uh, DeGaudio, he's for the NYPD, mm-hmm. he was booted off the Weinstein case over allegations by the DA's office that he withheld information that discredited one of the movie mogul's ac- accusers. So uh, he didn't, as it turns out. And he had another cop there to verify it. He said, I, you know, I told them uh, that. And I knew, I had a feeling that that's, an investigator's not going to hold it back. But a DA would say they held it back. You know what I mean? Blame it on the cop. Mm-hmm. But the Gaudio claims that he personally told special counsel Joan Eluzi Orbone, who is leading DA Cyrus Vance Jr.'s prosecution. The post has also learned that Eluzi Orbone's number two on the case quietly quit. Okay, so this woman's, uh, <laughs> so so part of the prosecution quit, and it was very odd because she was also coming up on on like having a full pension. Uh-huh. Yeah, she quit within a year of that. So she, I, there's something fucked up with the case. So is, uh, well, I mean, how many people have filed? Uh, okay, there were six cases. Okay. Now they're down to five. Because this one just, is, it's tossed. One down. It says whether the information was forgotten or, or ignored, we don't know, as, uh, added Paladino, president of the Detectives Endowment Association. Uh, yeah, the, the uh, president of the Detectives Endowment Association, that would be their union. So they got their union involved, and they're like, fuck you, this guy didn't fuck up. Uh DeGaudio has admittedly, according to their lawyers, failed to inform our office of the important details from his February 2nd interview of a friend of Evans. The unidentified friend later revealed to prosecutors that Evans confided that she performed oral sex on Weinstein after he offered her an acting job. (laughs) And that Evans previously exposed her breast to Weinstein inside a Manhattan restaurant. Law enforcement sources said DeGaudio claims his version of events that he told prosecution about the witness statements can be corroborated by another cop who was present uh, when, uh, see that, what it is, a Brady violation, I believe. If you have exculpatory evidence that you right. don't share with the defense, right. well, they didn't even share it at all, and it was, why would they go ahead and prosecute this thing? That's what pisses me off. The DA knows that like, yeah, it looks like she just sucked a dick for a part, but we're gonna fucking prosecute this guy anyway. I gotcha, yeah. These motherfuckers 
should really be locked up. They really should be. You're, that's, that is malicious prosecution. Not that this guy is such a fucking nice guy. Is that, is, are they going to be disbarred or something? Do they have, is that potentially something? I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't think anything can happen to them really because like they c- contend that the cop, you know, and then the other lady has already quit and moved on to some other shit Her number two. So it's like something fishy's going on. Yeah. When told of, uh, his, uh, assertions, Weinstein defense lawyer, Benjamin Braffman, who we know from, I don't know, movies and shit. He said, I would be even more upset if I were to learn that DeGaudio told the DA about this information at or, or about the time he received it. And I bet you he did. I'm, I'm almost sure he did. Mm-hmm. Whether the information was forgotten or ignored, we do not know. Okay, so here's something that's funny. When this guy was doing this investigating, it's just kind of a funny quote here. That, uh... <laughs> She's like, oh, well, I showed him my tits because he said he'd give me money if, he, if I showed him my tits. So I did. And the guy goes, going forward, less is more. <laughs> <laughs> good advice for writers as well. Yes. Edit. And good, good advice for podcasters as well. <laughs> what do you think about all this? Have you even been close to me, dude? Have I ever? No. No, I'm pretty uh, You? No. It's me. How about that? I guess. I'm not a rapist. That's pretty cool. I uh, I can't even make a woman come, let alone come forward. <laughs> I feel it should be like something you could like put on like a Tinder profile. It'd be like, I'm not a rapist. Still, still, still not a rapist. Well, this is like a virtue. <laughs> I mean, really? You, you, <laughs> At this point, 2018. Yeah. it's It seems to be the, uh, the exception rather than the rule. You don't assume someone's not a rapist. Oh my God, there's so many... Fucked up things happening. The woman who was uh, bashed in the face with a glass bottle during a Bronx, that's right, a boogie down B <laughs> robbery. Uh, you know, you know, it's uh, the boogie D. Boogie it's the, ho- the home of the uh, botanical G. I'm talking about Miriam Corona, 68. She said she had just left a Chase Bank on White Plains Road near Lighting Avenue on Pelham Parkway. Are you getting all this? <laughs> At 5.20 a.m., why would you be at a Chase Bank at 520? She said she heard footsteps. She turned around. The man wrapped his arms around her neck. I was so scared. I thought this man is going to kill me. Now he's up for Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> he pinned me up to him very close and said, just give me your money. Give me your money. The mugger hit Corona about six times in the face. I would have given him money by then. Six was this, times? Was this in an ATM um Atrium or cubicle or whatever you call it. This one's, uh, was she had just left a chase bank. Oh, left it. Okay, gotcha. So, no. approached from behind. Yeah, it sounds like it was in a parking lot okay. or sidewalk. He, he, uh, but he pinned me up to him very close. Give me your money. He punched her in the face six times. Oh, he hit her in the face with a glass bottle, took her phone, debit card, and about $5. She must have just made a $5, $5. withdrawal. Nice. Yeah, like, uh, that was enough that she was going to go buy a gallon of milk. See, I'd be upset at that point if, uh, if you beat me in the face. Five times, and you, all you take was credit cards, $5, I'd be pissed. Oh, I thought this was the fucking robber. This oh, no. is the chick who got beat up. <laughs> <laughs> that is the fucking woman. This is the, uh, your, your that's comedian her, friend. That's the after, yeah, J.J. Ramirez. <laughs> up in the Bronx. Took a beating in the Bronx. J.J. Ramirez, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> that is just... I thought it looks like a fucking angry criminal. Yeah, it looks like uh, Danny Trejo from here. But... Uh... <laughs> A livery driver hopped out of his car and beat a pedestrian in the middle of a Brooklyn street. Did you see that video? As a surveillance camera 
captured the frightening incident. We will be, uh, well, we looked at this actually on Crime Report last Monday, so we won't be doing that again. It could become the opening sequence for the show. It's so insane. Afal, uh, Afzal Farouk, 37, driving at 46th Street and 30, uh, 13th Avenue in Borough Park. Borough Park, so Jewish. It's so Jewish. How Jewish is it? That uh, <laughs> it's it's so Jewish, and uh, that's a uh, the thing is I don't do Jew jokes. You know what I mean? This guy looks like he's beating up a shadow, doesn't he? But it's a guy in a black suit. Is that that's a, a Hasidic Jew? A, a Hasidic guy. Jew oh, being gotcha. beaten, I think, by another Jew. So it wouldn't be a hate crime. Oh, I see. Uh, but I don't know. Let me see. Uh, the vehicle. It's just quite a beating. If you see the video. It's like, it, look that up. I'll try to link you guys to it. But, you know, there's a lot of things. Go to crimereport.nyc. A lot more shit getting linked there nowadays. So make sure you're not uh, falling behind. Uh, now, this happened also. Very same day. Very same page. Paper of record. New York Post. I'm talking about Malie de Janit. She blasted a colorist Soho store. <sighs> a black teenager. Says a Soho clothing store manager denied her a job because she was too dark. Too dark? too dark. I think she's too fat is what it is. She's too dark to be that fat. Uh, I agree. You know, if, if she was thin and super dark, if you were thin, sorry, Malie DeJanit, 17, who applied for a position at Necessary Clothing. Wow, that is such a fucking communist sounding place. Isn't it? <laughs> Claims that she was denied an interview with the manager, Samuel Osei, after another worker told Aussie that she was too dark. Did she hear that? Did she ever... What do you mean too dark? Colorism runs back all the way back towards slavery. She said, light-skinned people being in the house. Dark-skinned people being in the fields. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> now, would you rather have a light-skinned person in the field or in the house? I mean, I think... House! <laughs> of course. <laughs> Who wouldn't? I mean, it just makes sense for some reason, doesn't it? You. It depends on what you like sexually. If you like mm -hmm. dark meat... You bring her in the house if you like light meat. They're the guys I do think of blacks as just meat. <laughs> <laughs> um, if people don't know you're kidding, you sound racist, but <laughs> I wish you wouldn't say those things on the show, Chad. Uh, colorism runs all the way back towards slavery. Did your people ever have slaves in India? There were there's so much slavery going on. There were slaves left and right, back and forth. You're we not... were slaves, we enslaved people. Oh, yeah, it, the it, Muslims got us, you know, yeah. The Jews were slaves for a long time for the Egyptians, right? They built the fucking pyramids. It's the untold story about how much slavery, slavery was just everywhere. White people were slaves, you know? And, and really, aren't we still? <laughs> no, we're not at all. We do what we want. I almost got Roger Stone on my show for upcoming, an upcoming Monday show. Hey, now he's a good guy. We love him. I would love to have him on. But uh, it didn't work out this time. Maybe sometime soon. She says uh, that'll happen. Talking about uh, his publicist. So we'll see. I'm a big fan. Uh, colorism runs all the way back. She said at a press conference. I was like, she, so she said she heard this <laughs> boutique say, she's too dark. Hey, Aussie, you're not going to want this when she's, you know, TD. What do you mean? You know, too dark. And they all had a laugh. I don't believe that happened. So and she, she she overheard she overhears this uh, conversation, yeah, and then she goes, "I ought to have a press conference," <laughs> and she does, and she says, "Colorism runs all the way back towards slavery." Light skinned people. She didn't really do the research. Ah, uh, colorism runs back towards you know slavery. 
slavery did this, the colors did, did that. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But it was all lies. Change door now. H. La porta. DJ Nate said that at a press conference. I've said that sentence nine times and it's still the same. Fast forward to 2018 and this is still how the black community is thinking. So she's down on the black community. Look, that's racist. I'm not going to tolerate this kind of racism from her. Her and her black skin. Her ultra black. She's not even that dark. At all. Do you find her to be that dark? I mean, she's just it's like a regular... I'm, I'm getting the impression she's just like a really uncomfortable person to be around. And that was probably right. It. Yeah. Yeah. She's like... Think... It's not... She's not black skin. It's She's a black hole where all positivity just gets sucked, sucked into in. it. And she it probably yelled turns into antimatter. Yeah. Oh, Asi is 30 and denied the allegation. He said, uh, whoever this is, he said, he said, uh, she's my sister. Why should I do that? I don't know. You tell me, Asi. Well, unnecessary clothing offered to Jen at a job. The Jen at a job at Los Angeles headquarters, according to a statement. Now, um, you're probably wondering what the fuck happened with uh, Ham Shanny or whatever the fuck is <laughs> Ham Fanny? Ham Fam. Shanny Ham. Uh, the name was Hanny Fam. Hanny Fam. On his way out. Okay, here's what happened. Okay, now after pouring two glasses of wine, what he did was uh, now this guy does sound pretty gross. He fearing that that uh, fearing that she would offend her professor and perhaps jeopardize her grade in his class, she relented to go out with him because apparently he's sixty years old. He insisted they meet at her apartment. Uh, she's a forty something student, a real piece of ass for a sixty year old professor. You know, uh, claims uh, she she asked him for a meeting. And he insisted they meet at her apartment. So she said yes, finally relented, whatever. I don't know what that means. Uh, Fam arrived at her Brooklyn apartment, and he gave her a bottle of wine and a kiss on the cheek. Well, that's a, you know, I, I know that there's all this gentility and stuff, you know, and like, oh, wine, we'll have some wine, we'll just, we'll kiss, hello. Well, that's setting a tone and, and a kiss on the cheek, Pepper said. He sat on the couch and told her that he was lonely <laughs> and had problems in his marriage. Man, there's nothing more attractive than that. A lonely... Desperation. <laughs> so sexy. I'm such an aphrodisiac. I just feel so alone. <laughs> that really pulls people. That's a panty dropper. Uh, he unbuttoned his shirt to reveal a scar and claimed to have a heart condition that left him with just a few years to live. Man! Okay. Now he has my full attention. He's laying it on thick, isn't he? Hanny Fam, I had no idea. Fam is that P H A M? Is this like an Asian gentleman? It's F A M. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. It may be Haney. H A N Y F A M. Haney Fam. Haney Fam. Listen, Haney. Is he had a heart oh, condition? I got heart condition. A very severe. Only a couple years to live. <laughs> That's how he sounded. He's <laughs> Chinese. Uh, but here's what. Here's <laughs> uh, after pouring two glasses of wine. I see because he told her to relax. Uh, the student got up and went to the kitchen, but Professor Pham followed her, leaned in to hug her, and told her to relax. Boy, this guy is like a real fucking... Just a real, yeah, relax, baby. <laughs> After pouring two glasses of wine, which the woman claimed she refused to Wait, drink... Two glass. Okay, two glasses? Yeah, okay. one for her, one for him. Right, or right. maybe they're both for her. I give you two. <laughs> you two glass wine, drink. You drink. You, you pick. You drink, you like? Pham said that he could make things... Uh, much easier for her. 
And it would also be easy for me because I'm lonely. Pam said that he could make things much easier for her and repeatedly asked if she would be his friend. Court papers say, quote, friend. But when the woman asked if friend was code for sex, he confirmed it was. (laughs) Yes. Well, yes, of course. I I know of no other kind of friendship <laughs> my that sex exists friend. between a professor <laughs> and a student. You'd be my sex friend. I'll be your grade friend. <laughs> the end of the semester will come. We'll never speak again. <laughs> Our, it's, uh, this is all over wine. He suggested they meet once a week and told her it wouldn't be, quote, that hard for her because of his heart condition. He's like, look, I'm not a fucking tiger in bed anyway. Trust me. This is not going to be good for you at all. <laughs> Don't worry. We're strictly handling my needs, okay? <laughs> Just if you can make a 60-something-year-old guy come, you're going to be a very good student in this <laughs> class. You are going to... It's going to be very easy for you. Once a week. He just wanted to meet once a week. I wonder what class it was. Once a week. It was human anatomy. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> How hard is human anatomy? Two arms, two legs. You got a trunk, a dick, or a pussy, and an asshole. Taking his pitch one step further, Pham said, other professors have similar arrangements with students. I'm sure they do. When the student made unambiguous expressions of disinterest. (laughs) Unambiguous. Unambiguous expressions of disinterest. I wonder what that would be. Kindly decline. I'm going to transfer to another class, I think. It's okay. When the student made... uh, Unambiguous expressions of disinterest. Okay. I've seen those before. I've seen women make those, and it is painful <laughs> to, an old, uh, to an old man. I'm going to say no at this time. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say no at this time. However, it's nothing personal. It's not because you're really old and Chinese and uh, lonely and unappealing. And this whole thing just kind of reeks of uh, fucking grades for sex and shit. I would be, if I was getting grades for sex, I would be the worst student. There, there, I'd be like, I'm not doing any work. If I had to fuck for this grade. I would assume so, right? Yeah, you just I mean, that would stick be around. I wouldn't even show up, right? I yeah. wouldn't even come no. to the thing. <laughs> Glad the professor became uh, aggravated and told plaintiff that she was too uptight. You too uptight. On his way out, Pham handed her what appeared to be questions and answers for the following day's schedule quiz and told her, think about his offer. The woman did not return to Pham's class and reported him to the college's Title IX office. Well, Title IX. Title IX. We need the same amount of money for men's athletics and lesbian athletics. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sexual harassment complaints. Now, the officer, uh, the college concluded that Pham offered her a good grade in exchange for uh, sexual favors. That is not discrimination. That is sexual opportunity. Am I wrong? That's an opportunity that men could not get. You fucking ungrateful bitch. A LaGuardia spokesperson, woman, actually, told the post that the professor's last day in the classroom was the day the student's complaint was filed. (laughs) Your last day was the first day that was filed. You're like, school on Sunday. Because NC, no class. He's not eligible to work at LaGuardia anytime in the future. So you girls don't have to worry about getting a grade for nothing. He earned $35,000 last year. He could not be reached for comment, probably died of that heart attack and that broken heart and that bout of loneliness. Brown Chad, thanks for being here. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report.